Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR. From MaximumFun.org and NPR, it's Bullseye. There's no business like show business, they say. And you know what? They might be right. There aren't many other lines of work where you will find yourself eating like royalty at a hotel, then a few hours later on set with your childhood hero, and then a couple hours after that, lying in a hospital bed. That's why we came up with a segment on our show called The Craziest Day of My Career. A place for folks in the biz, as we like to call it, to dish on the weirdest workday they've experienced, at least so far. This week, our guest is Alan Tudyk. Alan is a brilliant character actor, a performer who can do a thousand and one impressions. Maybe you've seen him in movies like Rogue One or iRobot. He was also a star of the beloved sci-fi show, Firefly. Proximity alert. Must be coming up on something. Oh my God. What can it be? We're all doomed. Who's flying this thing? Oh, right, that would be me. Back to work. These days, he's working on another sci-fi show, Resident Alien. In it, Alan plays an alien. An alien who has landed on Earth with a mission. To live here as a human. A man named Dr. Harry Vanderspiegel. The goal being, eventually, to, uh, well, you know what aliens want to do. They want to wipe all the humans off the face of the planet. Only there's one problem. He doesn't know how humans act, really, and he's starting to kind of like them. And one of them, a nine-year-old boy, is on to him. You're inappropriate, and you stole my flyers. Do you want to put them back up? Go ahead. No one believes you anyway, not even your parents. Tell people I am an alien. Climb to the highest tower in town and shout it to everyone. You don't have terrors, you dumb alien. No, I, I know that was a figure of speech. When we asked Alan Tudyk about the craziest day of his career, he took us back, way back, back to when he was mainly a Broadway performer, but got a part that would change his life, a small role in the 1990s dramedy Patch Adams. Here's Alan. Hello, my name is Alan Tudyk, and this is the craziest day of my entire career. year was 1997. I had just finished a play, my first play off-Broadway in New York that sort of like started my career. And uh, it was called Bunny Bunny. And I played 27 roles in the play. And it was a, it was a lot of fun. And Alan Zweibel wrote it. He was one of the first writers for uh, SNL comedy. Brilliant guy. And I got a audition for Tom Shadyac's Patch Adams. And I came in and I auditioned for the role that ended up being played by Philip Seymour Hoffman, a brilliant actor. <laughs> and he ended, obviously ended up playing it, not me. But Tom, the cast writer, was like, Alan's doing this play downtown where he plays 27 roles. And Tom Shadyac said, well, if you can play 27 roles in a play, I can probably find a role in my movie for you. We shot this in San Francisco. I fly to San Francisco. First class, so great. 
my girlfriend at the time, flies up and surprises me the night before I shoot with a box of chocolate-covered pretzels, which were my favorite thing at the time from Lilac Chocolates in New York City. And we didn't eat dinner. We just ate chocolate-covered pretzels, and I drank scotch. This is most important. Before she arrived, I ate some Chinese food from Chinatown from just some random place. I went to work my first day, really my only day of work at Patch Adams, and I was having a reaction to something. I had hives, and they were kind of crawling up my back and went into makeup, and they're like, yeah, this actually, this looks good, the hives. You're crazy. This is, you're doing better on your own than we could have done with, you know, makeup effects. As the morning went on, I, I started having difficulty breathing. So we're getting ready to shoot the scene. So I said, is there someone here that is like medical? <laughs> like like a medic? That sounds good. Call him that, a medic. And the medic came and said, yeah, you're having an allergic reaction. Your windpipe is closing. So we need to get you to a doctor immediately. And so I was, I'm covered in hives. They've now, now they're on my face. They're on my face, the top of my head, on my chest, on my back. They rush me to this doctor, and he has a shot for me. And he he gives me a shot of adrenaline to open up my windpipe. He gives me the shot. Boom, my windpipe opens. I feel better. The hives are still raging, but they drive me right back to set, and they put me in the scene. <laughs> I was cast as somebody in the insane asylum that starts out the movie. The scene I was in was with Robin Williams and Michael Jeter. Why are we meeting in here? It's cramped. Well, Everton, we're meeting in here so that Rudy can participate. It's cramped. Does anyone else have a thought on that? Cramped! Robin Williams is one of my favorite actors of all time. I've just loved him since I was a kid. I loved Mork and Mindy, wore the suspenders that he had to school, Nanu Nanu. I just thought he was, he was brilliant. And he was. Robin Williams' character is... He's deemed insane. He's in an insane asylum. This is the Patch Adams uh, sort of storyline. He goes, you know what? You're not treating your patients with respect. All you need to do is put on rubber nose and cure them. So I was, I was in the part of the movie where we were all crazy. We're going round and round about what's going on with our days. And I raise my hand and I say, I'm cramped. I'm cramped. I'm having trouble breathing, which actually wasn't too far from the truth because I had had been having trouble breathing, but I was amped at that point. And then there's a man with catatonic and, and Robin Williams goes, I think he has a question because he's got his arm up. He still has a brain. Maybe he wants to participate too. Yeah. Maybe he has a question. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he knows why we're cramped. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Beanie knows a lot more than we give him credit for. Excuse me, Beanie? Which way is heaven? <laughs> Correct. That'll be enough, Hunter. Beanie, how much taller is Will Chamberlain than you? <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, Beanie! Ciao, Beanie! Arigato, Beanie! Bye, Beanie. Then I'm just in the background, basically, here and there, and that, that's the extent of my role. You can see it in the first four minutes of the movie if you want to go check it out. You only need watch four minutes if you want to see my performance. It's, it's very brief. I'd had about four cups of coffee before the shot of adrenaline. 
The shot of adrenaline sent me over the edge. Like my eyes could have been rolling back in my head at any second. I was so amped. So if you do watch this scene, please take note how much energy I have. I'm off the charts. We have another scene to shoot, which is out in the main sort of waiting room. And I'm talking to Michael Jeter because he was nice. And um, he said, well, I'm glad you made it through. He put on this like old man voice. I'm glad you made it through. I said, what are you, what are you doing over here anyway? He said, I'm just looking out the window, imagining when I'm going to die. Any minute, I'm pretty sure. And then Robin Williams hears this and runs over and says, what are we doing? And uh, he's like, oh, I was just telling him about how he's looking out this window and thinking about dying. Oh, is that what we're doing? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I was thinking about suffering before dying. It's that, it's that beautiful spot that happens right before death. A lot of pain, a lot of faces like this. <laughs> Making noises like this. And then like, you feel anything like that? And he looks to me and I said, oh, do I? Somehow it morphed into his, excuse me, sir, you've spilled soup all down your front. <laughs> oh my God, that's not soup. Oh, geez. I thought it was beef consomme and now I realize it is not. And then Robin goes, oh my God, the smell hit me like a ton of bricks. And I'm a mason. Uh, with, I'm a, I'm a nearsighted mason, and this is this is one of the worst days of my life. And then I, and then it was Fosse, 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 and then it changed into somebody else and somebody else, and we're going round and round, character after character. And I literally had an out-of-body experience. I, it was like I stood apart from myself and watched me in this group of three people, and especially Robin, but also Michael, because Robin, I'm like, I think I learned this voice from Robin. I learned how to do this character growing up watching him. And now here I am just improving and throwing it around. And the cast had gathered around and people were just enjoying it and laughing. Oh, my God. And that's why that is the craziest day of my entire career, because I was with my hero I mean, truly like a comedy hero. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was beyond, man. It was beyond. I still like, I, I'm getting tears in my eyes just recalling it. I mean, that's magic. That's some magic stuff. <sighs> I've heard some people say that Rob Williams was always on. He was always doing a bit. But that wasn't my experience with him at all. I mean, definitely that experience with us, Michael and, and, and myself, you know, doing voices, that that's just fun for him. It's, it was just fun to do voices and to play around. I had a conversation with him about helping others. It does the same. He was talking about how the same thing happens chemically in your brain when you help others that happens with Prozac, like what antidepressants do, just being uh, generous and being of service to other people, it does the same thing. So we had that conversation. That's that's not the people I've met who are constantly on, who are always trying to like, it's like they're trying to score. I've got the better punchline. I've got the better punchline. They're always writing. 
that's hard. That 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 gets unless you're in the same mood of wanting to just try to one-upmanship, and that's the game you want to play. But no, we were. He he wasn't like that. Uh, he was generous. He'd take pictures with everybody, and he was kind of he was, seemed like a really sweet guy. Not only that, he let me. <laughs> This was another thing I did. Like, I think back to this this movie. I did things on this movie that I don't think I would do now. Like, I didn't, ha- I just had, I was young and was just like, we're all here to play and have fun together. I had recently read David Sedaris' Naked, and there was a section that I thought was really funny. I think it was maybe in the middle of reading it, where David is on a bus and a woman sits down next to him and immediately starts talking. It is the most foul. And it goes on for like two pages. I showed it to him and he said, read it. And I sat down and I read it for a huge group of people. Like did a (laughs) reading a David selections from David Sedaris. So people who are on all the time tend to like the attention. He gave me the spotlight more than once and in a very short window of time too I have to say I was not on that movie long but he made a, a huge impression on me yeah he was he was just one of a kind Alan Tudyk on the craziest day of his entire career the time he almost died on the set of Patch Adams only to survive and return that self-same day so he could riff on set with Robin Williams. Alan's show Resident Alien is in its second season now on Sci-Fi. You can check it out there. That's the end of another episode of Bullseye. Bullseye is created from the homes of me and the staff of Maximum Fun in and around greater Los Angeles, California, where it is 89 degrees today as we record this. Holy mackerel, it's February, Los Angeles. Get your act together. The show is produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our senior producer is Kevin Ferguson. Our producer is Jesus Ambrosio. Production fellows at Maximum Fun are Richard Roby and Valerie Moffat. We get booking help from Mara Davis. Special thanks this week to Renegade El Rey for holding down the board at Stankonia while I talked with Big Boy and Sleepy Brown. Our interstitial music is by Dan Wally, also known as DJW. Our theme song is called Huddle Formation, recorded by the group The Go Team, thanks to them and to their label Memphis Industries for sharing it. Bullseye is on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. You can follow us in any of those places. We share our interviews there, and you can do the same. And I think that's about it. Just remember, all great radio hosts have a signature sign-off. Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR.